Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today we're speaking with Mike Veronis. Hey, Mike, how are you? Bant, I'm well. How are you? I'm very, very well. Mike is the Chief Revenue Officer of AppTech, which is an award-winning company and a pioneer in machine learning and artificial intelligence focused on automatic speech recognition, machine translation, and natural language understanding which are all really interesting. And as many of you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by the area of machine learning right now. But before we get too deep into app tech, Mike, let's go through a little bit about your background. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your career today. Sure, Ben. So I'm obviously in the artificial intelligence and machine learning world. And when I say that I grew up in that industry, I did so because my, my father was a, a professor, uh, university professor working in neural networks back in uh, 80 and 81. And so by osmosis, oh, wow. I, I, yeah, I, uh, I grew up in, in an industry which at that time was just a crazy fancy notion of all of these tech guys, you know? So, so for me, AI is really part of my, my DNA almost. Um, so for me, I've, I've been in the data analytics machine learning, natural language processing industry for the majority of my, my professional career. Um, in addition to that, I serve on a couple of boards which help um, at-risk children um, and giving them a little bit more of the types of support they need to have a better future, a more positive future. Um, so that's also important to me as well. So that's kind of the nutshell. Yeah, well, I mean, both of those are, are important areas. I'm going to go deeper a little bit on the machine learning piece because sure. it's an industry that you were born into, clearly, mm -hmm. and you're now working on it. So tell me a little bit more about what you're up to at AppTech and, uh, and the latest. Yeah, sure. So the company is one of the earliest companies in the commercial NLP space. So again, you know, NLP being speech recognition, machine translation, natural language understanding, all under that language processing umbrella. So, um, you know, we've been around since before Google and AWS. And, and so this is really a fantastic time in the industry between a combination of consumer adoption of NLP technologies, plus all of the hardware and, and the capability and the, and the training data, it's kind of a convergence of ideal factors to make AI and NLP really come into its own now. So, you know, we're working on some things such as helping the media and entertainment industry do live subtitling from one language to another, live foreign voice dubbing so you can have a uh, news anchor being dubbed, you know, from English to German automatically mm -hmm. without any human intervention. So we're really helping automate and increase 
the revenue opportunities for the media uh, and entertainment industry. We're doing quite a good bit in voice and speech analytics. So one of the projects that we can talk about, if you like, is mm -hmm. um, a project that we began uh, at the earliest days of quarantine with the university here in the Washington DC area called Gallaudet University. It's the country's only all deaf university. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, the, the hearing world suffered some crises, some, some, some PTSD, if you will, from um, the changes that we've all had to endure from now working remotely, working in isolation. Now multiply that by 10 for someone who's deaf and hard of hearing and now locked in their homes and also unable to freely communicate with others, in particular the, the hearing world, like a doctor, like a, yeah. uh, other practitioners. So we're using our NLP um, and our research scientists combined with our partners from Gallaudet to develop something that is a universal overlay on top of any online meeting platform tailored to the deaf and hard of hearing community to essentially give them the freedom to have access to communicating with the rest of the world like, like each of us has. So for us, while that's really been, you know, both a, a business opportunity, it's also been a significant, um, community opportunity because we're really serving a population of people, you know, between deaf and hard of hearing, you know, that that's 20, 30 million people. And, and now working to give them a tailored application that'll, that'll open them back up in, in this isolated world of ours. So we feel good. Yeah, no, I mean, it's such a valuable product and tool for them. And yeah. I guess I just love to understand a little bit better on how AppTech works with partners. Does it, is it kind of more of a B2B company that uh, supports these media companies? How do you guys uh, work with other parties? Yeah, so, so you got it. So we really are an engine for customers' applications. So, you know, we, we work at the enterprise level. We're both cloud-based as well as on-prem even though more customers now are really going to, to the cloud rather than on-premises. And, and we fuel those applications, one, by having off-the-shelf language engines that people can deploy. So if a call center wants to deploy English and Spanish transcription engines to be able to transcribe every single call, to mine it for the data, to mine it for the, the sales signals and all of the predictive analytics, they can use it. But the other way that we also work with our customers is we have a, a very large part of our organization, which is data and language science. So nothing out of the box mm -hmm. is, is ready to go and be as accurate uh, as a customer needs, right? You, you change from the banking domain to the consumer products domain, to the sneakers, to the phones, whatever you're selling, insurance products, they all change. And so we work with our customers to, to help them tune those language models to be as accurate as possible to, to their customer set. And, and when great. I if we work with them, yeah, we're not trying to, to be a services organization. More so our philosophy has always been make the technology work as best as you can, not build the company and, or the customers as long as you can. That's not our philosophy. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I can tell you that, uh, you know, I study Spanish quite a bit because I live in a, a bilingual household. And, and so it's quite important to speak Spanish well, albeit still my vocabulary is not what I need it to be. So I, I think I need your products just to help me through vocabulary level. So we've got live speech to speech. So you can speak it in English. It'll speak it out in Spanish and you never even have to learn it. And then it'll, it'll do the reverse. So you'll never Great. have to learn it. You know, just keep our, uh, keep our app in your pocket. Great, great. Well, so, I mean, we've seen this explosion over the last uh, couple of years with a lot of focus on, you know, the term artificial intelligence. And, you know, you, you mentioned that you grew up in a household where your father was working in machine learning in the early 80s. And I've done some work in the machine learning space. And certainly a lot of the things that we know that were being developed in the, even in the 60s, and 70s and eight, in early 80s are really kind of coming to kind of commercial for now. Um, you know, where do you see the machine learning space that we're in right now? And how do you see it kind of shaping over the next couple of years? Yeah, so uh, I think that the, the machine learning space, if we want to focus it on certain applications, because machine learning is very broad, right? So Correct. if we focus it on something like language technologies. Yeah, example, which yeah NLP. Are, are, sure. Yeah, which, which are a part of so many of the things that we do. Your, your car has speech recognition software, your smartphones, the smart speakers, plus, of course, the, the phones and everything. So I think that what we're seeing now is the machine learning adoption and, and NLP in particular has now started to really become much more of an accepted part of, of solutions that are coming out. And we have much more of a recognition of, of the need for data and data scientists. So as, as we have more people working on the models to make use of all of this data, those can now be applied to those NLP uh, platforms and, and to enable more engines and adaptations. So I think NLP will be much more of a plug and play capability than it is now. So we've gone from the, the 60s, 80s, and even 90s, where it was really a scientist's kind of hands-off type mm -hmm. of a technology where you needed those scientists to implement it, to now you have so many cloud applications that have NLP models that, that people can just kind of download and, and put into their applications, still at the engineering level, I think the future is going to be the individual can now use those models on their own to solve more problems. So, you know, you, you've got somebody who can go out and buy a little motherboard and Raspberry Pi. They can create their own little hardware devices and yeah. automation tools for their house. I think the same thing is going to happen for, for NLP. Now we can, we'll be able to train our own chatbots, our own virtual assistants. When that becomes the type of interaction that the consumer at large has with NLP or other machine learning models. I think we're gonna, we don't even know the solutions that some individual is gonna come up with that, that can then be commercialized. It's gonna be- Yeah, no, I, I think you you really captured it well. It's, it's one of the areas that, you know, voice and audio has been flagged for, for several years has been an area that's not fully developed and perhaps not fully utilized in, in any way. 
Um, and I think, you know, there were some social platforms that developed during COVID that captured people's imagination because they were more audio based, but, you know, the natural language processing capability that can make our lives easier or can become uh, something that we don't have to touch, we don't have to read uh, yeah. is so critical and it's so much more human. And so I'm, I'm very, very excited about what you're working on. And, you know, I'd love to kind of jump back a little bit into a topic that you touched on. I, clearly, the work that Aptech is doing helped people, um, helped the school uh, for the deaf in the D.C. area during the pandemic. But, you know, the pandemic is one of these things that just impacted everybody in so many different ways. And I, I just would be curious to know a little bit more on how you guys adapted and, you know, the, the challenges that you faced and the opportunities that have come from this. Yeah. So, so a couple of things, you know, first of all, going back to the, the project with Gallaudet. So that is actually going to become a spin-out company for Gallaudet. So that's going to oh, be great to the, the deaf community at large, but other institutions. So we actually have two pilot customers, which are universities. Um, so that's amazing. So like, so, but, you know, in terms of how, how did we Aptech pivot? Well, so after we all got over the shock of, of this thing and how are we going to, uh, you know, work remotely and so forth, we had, I think, a, a different opportunity in that we're, we're an NLP company, which is even more uh, in demand now with all of these online meeting services, right? If you go to yeah. Zoom, they do captioning uh, or all of the the explosion of media content, right? People are at home more. There's more original content being created, whether it's on YouTube or Netflix or so forth. So for us, we really pivoted to those industries that saw the surge. So we were already in the call center space. Call centers saw a massive spike in in usage right customer service order processing so forth so we really applied more of our tailored engines and went after much more business in the call center space because they they couldn't handle the volume you know whether it was assisting the call center rep with with some analytics or some of those automated bots um you know we did the same thing by pivoting stronger into media and entertainment, which again was trying to reach even more customers now in the home. And then the third one is what we've already discussed is that accessibility market. So working with not only the, the, the university, but working with the travel and hospitality industry, uh, food and beverage industry, because those, those are gonna come back. Those, those are gonna see you know, a, a return to some kind of pre-pandemic level. So we focused on those areas that we're having some real needs. So anything in the service industry, restaurants, uh, you know, hotels, you know as well as everybody else does, there's a, a significant problem in hiring the people that they need to communicate. So yeah. we partnered with one large um, company in the, the travel um, industry, uh, food and beverage in particular, to help meet some of their needs uh, because of this lack of, of recruiting possibilities. So we've developed some live speech to speech capabilities for them to be able to use, to be able to hire any employee, regardless of the language barrier, right? Wow. We, yeah. So we're looking at more and more, how can we help those industries that really just got, had a, a major impact from pandemic? 
I thought you were going to say that you had worked with somebody and had removed their need for, uh, for drive-through uh, window folks. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, so it, it's an interesting comment that you make, and I'm glad that you made it because that's one of the things that I think is going to help the future. If you ask me, you know, where do I see the future going in terms of NLP and AI technologies at large is really going to be when the, the current operators in their respective job are trained as to how to use AI and NLP in an assistive way. Right? Yeah, let, let's go a little bit more into that because yeah. there are a lot of, a lot of discussions that highlight different aspects of NLP and how it will be applied. And we've been talking about some of the great ways that it can assist and enhance uh, capabilities right now. To tell me more about your, your viewpoint on this, you see it more as a partner capability or how do you imagine it functioning? Yeah, I, I certainly do in some respects. I can't say that in every respect, AI is not going to replace some of you know the current human operated mm -hmm. uh, jobs. But let's take, for example, a subtitler in, in the media entertainment industry, right? So there is more content than any human can keep up with to subtitle in multiple languages so that a Netflix show, a Squid Game, for example, can now be marketed to you know, 20, 30, 40 other countries. Mm -hmm. But you still need that expertise and understanding from that human subtitler who understands the, the particular characteristics of you know, subtitling in the audience. Now, if they could use speech recognition and, and be a quality editor, right? Rather than just a typist and now get out so much more work, you know, these subtitlers are paid for the amount of content they process. So for them, automatic speech recognition is really an enabler to earn more and do more and, and ultimately also be more accurate because they're not as tired from, from an eight hour day of having to create versus edit. Yeah. Right. So that's one thing that, uh, you know, no, you and, and I mean, I, I, it's not only the Netflix of this world. Uh, I mean, I, we, I even see it with the work that we do, even if it's not changing languages, you know, it's just known that video content that shows the subtitles in English perform much better because if people are looking at something on a mobile device and they can't play the audio, you know, they still can know what, what's going on. So right. it's absolutely critical. And imagine now in the in the fast food industry that you mentioned, just briefly, you know, imagine now if a deaf person could now work at the drive-through because you're using speech recognition and they're seeing the order on screen, they're seeing the order on an iPad as they're interacting with the customers. I mean, there there are significant opportunities for using NLP that we're not fully using now. So yeah. I, I just think, again, you know, ultimately it's going to be about the, the perception of the individual user as to how can I use these assistive tools rather than be threatened by them. Yeah. And I, you know, we're going to continue to see time over time as more people use Siri and Alexa, you become more, more familiar with it, right? It's, it's less intimidating. So I think that's our future. Is yeah, I think we'll have that moment of, you know, almost the pre-Alexa and post-Alexa babies, you know, and, and how they grew right. up. It, it's a much more seamless process. It's like kind of pre-internet and post-internet or pre-mobile and post-mobile. 
Uh, it's great. Well, Mike, it's been amazing talking to you. We've been speaking with Mike Veronis. He is the chief revenue officer at AppTech, which is a pioneer in machine learning and artificial intelligence focused on automatic speech recognition, machine translation, and natural language understanding. We've been talking about some of the things that they've been working on in particular to support the deaf community, but also to just make translation and all of the elements of how we would see audio and language functioning in a more effective way and bringing that to bear for all enterprises and all types of businesses. Mike, it's been really interesting. If someone wanted to learn more about what AppTech is up to, uh, where should they find you? So they can just go to apptek.com, apptech.com. And it's been a real pleasure, Bant. I appreciate it. Again, uh, apptek.com, aptech. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on Uncaged, and we look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. Be well. Bye-bye.